All right, welcome to another episode of... Uh... All right, so I didn't name the podcast yet. Oh, okay. Okay, I don't have a name. So that's how I start every oh, okay. podcast off. Oh, with, uh, I ain't really got a name yet. But as soon as I come up with a name, <laughs> it's going down. I don't think of a name until I'm actually sitting in an interview. Okay. So, but sense. anywho, we have a very, very special guest today. I'm excited because I've been uh, stalking her Instagram page for a long time. I was in Philly, it was about 800 people, and I used her page as an example of what an excellent social media page looks like. That's, that's crazy. When you told me that, I was like, what? Yeah. I'm, gonna get the, I'm gonna get the footage too. Hold it up, like, yo, this is, what, this is how you need to post. That's so, crazy. So I guess introduce yourself and uh, yeah, what it is that you do. For sure. So, hey guys, it's exciting to be on your podcast. Thanks for having me today. Uh, so my name's Kari Renee, and I am a style influencer, um, social media content creator, Wear a couple of different hats. Um, you know, I do you know personal branding. I work on kind of image consulting with different clients, and um, I run my own clothing boutique. So just kind of you know wear several hats, but I like to kind of you know stay in the the social marketing space. Um, and I'm very much you know passionate about incorporating fashion into my lifestyle and into the work that I do. Hey, you have a good bit of followers. So tell me. Have you always been so heavy on social media? No, no. Like, how did it start? Let me, you know what? What was the first account you ever had? Was it Black Planet? You're like a Black Planeter. No, I mean, yeah. I actually, I've never really been into social media like that. Um, so like the first one that I had was just Facebook. I mean, that was just in high school. Mm. And I, I never was on MySpace, Black Planet. Um, right. No, I never you was on. on Black Planet? No, Dom, you was on Black Planet, right? You was on Black Planet? You never <laughs> made, no? MySpace. You was on MySpace? I was not on MySpace. No? No. Oh, your page would have been dope. I missed the MySpace era. <laughs> I don't know. I missed it. I'm sure everybody was doing it, but I missed it. So I was just Facebook. And then it took me forever to get on Instagram. Instagram was probably out at least a year. Really? At least a year. And I was like, what are y'all doing? Like, what is this? And my girls was like, you know, like, you just share your pictures. And like, it's, like a, it's like a gallery. Hold on. You like skipped social. over Twitter? No, I skipped Twitter. Um, I came back to Twitter okay. after, but gotcha, I didn't, gotcha. I went straight from Facebook to just seeing like how my friends were interacting with Instagram and you know, nobody was taking it seriously. Everybody was just posting like cloudy pictures and just, right. you know, dark grainy photos. And I was like, okay, like it's just another place to display your photos. Mm -hmm. But I kind of started seeing people quickly take an interest into making it a little bit more. And so when I would come across accounts that were more curated, I was like, wait, who's this? And why are they, why are they taking so much you know, great interest in having beautiful photos? Right. And so that's what I became attracted to when I was seeing the accounts that were, were organized. And because that, that's the way I think. And mm -hmm. so just posting pictures to be posted, that's why I was just like really never into social. Even today, I use it for my business. So right. always been kind of in that mindset. And it was like, you know, if I'm just going to share pictures with people that I like and know, I'm going to just text it to them. Why would right. I post it on a page? Right. If I'm going to be on a platform and be able to, you know, get people that I don't even know to be attracted to my content. Like I'm thinking about it in that capacity. Right. If I'm going to get people that I don't know to be attracted to what I'm posting, I need to figure out a way to captivate them and have a strategy for how I can make this make sense in the long right. run because just posting to be sharing, I just, I didn't really see that as my avenue. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. So what, like, 
why were you taking it seriously? Were you always saying, y'all, I'm gonna have a boutique and I'm gonna build it on Instagram? Or were you just like really getting dope pictures together and just making it for a cool presentation just because? Well, initially, um, so when my sister and I actually decided to get on at the same time. So mm -hmm. we said, we'll just come together because we were both like super slow to getting on social media with Instagram. And so we decided, okay, we're just going to like run a page together. Mm -hmm. And then we named the page. It never changed the name. We've been on, you know, Instagram since 2013. Mm -hmm. And um, we kept the name Layla Style because we wanted to create almost like a persona like right. we wanted women to be followers of ours and so we said okay what's going to be attractive for like a name we didn't want to name it like either of our names mm. and we loved like we were really into like magazines we love l magazine marie claire and we liked how they used women's names so that any woman can feel like i can be l mm. i can be marie claire so i want to be able to connect to the uh, kind of sort of the, the avatar of kind of who this person is right. um without it actually having to be one of us. And so Layla um, stands for dark beauty. Okay. And so we wanted, you know, an African-American audience. And we were just thinking about like, you know, who's gonna wanna like watch our page. Mm -hmm. So Layla is where the name came from. We added style to it because we were just showcasing the lifestyle of this girl, Layla. Right. We were showcasing like all inspiration pictures. We never showed our faces. It was just, you know, pretty houses, pretty oh, cars, wow. nails, all things that Layla would do, right? So almost like Barbie mm. dream house was what we were creating. So we became like an inspiration page. You never yeah. knew who the girls were. And there's not really a whole lot of those pages left. Mm. People have come to the front of their brands, yeah. but we were just inspiration. So you followed it for like, what is Layla doing today? What does she like today? And that's where we that's grew. Crazy. And it wasn't until we hit our first 10,000 followers and we grew the page just on inspiration. Mm. Didn't do anything else except post things that matched the lifestyle of the person that we created, and we knew that that was gonna pull on the heartstrings of women that wanted to be like Layla. Wow. And that's where the first 10,000 followers grew. And we got that within about eight months of getting on social media, just by having that, that strategy of posting consistent content that fit the message and the target audience right. that we were trying to get to. Didn't know what we were gonna do with them that once we so got dope. them, but that was what we were doing. So when you see people like struggling and spinning, like, well, I don't know how to get to them, get to them, get to them. Mm -hmm. um, that's the, the mentality that we had and, and how we kind of created the content around when they come, they're gonna like it, they're gonna double tap and they're gonna wanna like tag a friend, like, oh my right. gosh, girl, look at this. And gotcha. that's kind of how it got started. Dang, so you created a page based off like a fictional yeah. person um, based on what they would do, mm -hmm. like the ideal lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Like, well, like, that is, yeah. it, that's just so <laughs> clever. So how did you, because right now you see it, it's just all you. Yeah. So how did it, or why did it transition from that to just you? So it's gone through a couple of different ways. And people who've been like rocking with the account for like ever, know that we are like we just don't stay in one space it's mm -hmm. like we've been constantly creating and trying to figure out you know what it is that we really want to do and how we want to kind of leave our mark so we've done a couple of different things you know we started with the inspiration mm -hmm. once it transitioned over from strictly inspiration my sister and I decided to just start showcasing ourselves. We weren't blogging, but we were just kind of showing our night out. So right. we became a part of, we became the first faces of Layla, like the gotcha. first real people to see 
the Layla lifestyle comes forward. And y'all look exactly alike. Yeah, so it was me <laughs> and her. So we would just be like, okay, Layla's out tonight, but like this is what you know she's wearing, this is what she's doing. And people became interested in our personal style. Mm -hmm. And that was something that we had to have them validated. We thought we could dress, but they had to say it was okay. Right, and right. so from there, we decided to, because people were like, where did you get that from? And where is this from? And then, so that was around like 2014, where blogging was starting to pick up, and now fashion blogs are like right, kind of right. becoming really popular again, and everybody's kind of like, you know, where to get this, where am I wearing this to type of stuff. And so we decided to launch our own, um, we decided to launch our own um, blog at that point. And so then the blog became the page, essentially. Right. Now you're posting the blog content. All the inspiration was done with. We didn't post any more houses and cars and things of that nature, and now it just became our style kind of slowly integrating into the content. Um, from that point, um, we brought in our third sister, and mm -hmm. so we were doing three-way content for a period of time. And then right. life just happens. You know, people, you know, we, we all had different interests. I was really heavy in fashion. My older sister is really heavy in design. My baby sister is really heavy in um, hairstyling. Mm -hmm. So they kind of started to develop their own brands outside of kind of that umbrella of what like right. Layla was. And I was left like right there standing like this is what I love. Like right. I loved the Layla lifestyle. Right, right, I right. still love I love traveling, you know, shopping, like the whole thing. And they were like, ah. So I maintained the Layla lifestyle. And so now I bring them back in kind of in a way that allows me to, you know, use their talents and bring in her design and bring in my sister for hair. But it's still just kind of been me in the forefront. But we're, we're cooking up some stuff to bring the three sisters back together because, you know, we're, we're very much alike in, our, in the way and we think we're so much more powerful as a threesome yeah, sure. than we are as me just by myself. So we're, we're thinking of ways to kind of bring it back together because now everybody's like, okay, what's going on with Layla? Like, what is right. she doing now? Like, how can we get back in on it and kind of, you know, re-engage the sister brand? Gotcha, gotcha. So first off, when you look at your page, it's just, I mean, you don't miss a step when it comes to fashion, right? So how long have you been swagging? <laughs> like, have you always been, like, were you in elementary school? No, like, not year? at all. Like, it's so funny. My mom, she was really concerned about, you know, which way I was going to go because I was a tomboy. Like, really? super duper. Like, my mom was like, oh, my God, what's happening? Um, and she was going to be cool either way. But, yeah, I was, like, very much into, like, oversized <laughs> she everything. Was she was like, look, I don't go. know what's going to happen <laughs> with this one. But I'm just going to pray on it. Um, but, yeah, I was, like, into oversized everything. If it was too tight, I couldn't take it. I was, like, the jeans had to be baggy, oversized shirts, like, oversized coats. I mean, it was very, like, TLC-ish. I don't know. Like, I just like big clothes. And um, it wasn't until I got to high school that mm. I started to kind of see other girls and, like, being more refined, like, right. in their style. And I was like, okay, well, I don't want to, you know, look like this because then I'm going to be outcasted and they're right. dressing like this. So that's just when I started to bring it in and mm. make more, you know, conscious decisions about wearing clothes that fit my body type. Um, but then, you know, you know, you went to college and still wasn't, like, super into fashion in the way that I am now, but it's always been like a part of my life. Like my, my grandmom was a seamstress for till she retired. My mom owned a clothing store when we lived in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. My older sister has been a, a clothier ever since I can remember. You know, she went from, you know, sewing and taking sewing classes and stuff in high school to, you know, doing red carpets now. So mm -hmm. it's always been close to me, but it wasn't until um, I really got into corporate America that I knew I had to like completely refine gotcha. my style. So when I left 
Bank of America, I'm sorry, when I left college and I started working for the bank, um, I knew it was time to kind of really hone in on this. I was like a full adult. I right. was like a, I was like 22, 23 when I decided to really kind of zero in on it. Um, but I've always been like attracted to like fashionable things and right. fashion. But that's when I really started taking a personal interest in dressing in a way that like fit my personality, fit my style. And then within the last recent years, I picked up the, the consigning love right. and like, you know, buying things that have been previously worn and like reworking them. It just completely like completes my personality. Right. Like I like to like maneuver pieces and things like that. So sometimes I just like in the store, it doesn't have the same impact as seeing something that, you know, I can take home that's, you know, 30, 40 years old and yeah. be able to kind of, you know, rework it in a way that I can make it modern today. So wow. it's been a it's been an evolution like of my style. But, you know, now I feel like I'm in the most comfortable place because, you know, it's it's fashion, but it's, you know, it's personal style. It's your personality. It's, you know, your confidence and everything kind of coming together mm. gives the image that you put off. And so now I feel like I'm like in my most comfortable place. How how important is fashion? Because some people are like, yo, your, cl your clothes don't matter. What you wear doesn't matter. And then I saw, um, what was that movie? Uh, the Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. And the girl's like, yo, it's just clothes. Yeah. It's just a shirt. Yeah. And the lady was like, what? And she let her have it. <laughs> are you that type of person? Like, you really understand or, or you really care that much about fashion and how, how much it uh, improves your lifestyle, how it makes you feel, things of that nature. I am very big on that. I mean, I'm not anal to the point where like I'll give it to someone who's not who's not interested in it, mm. but I I do feel that way because I I think you can have anything in this world if you dress for it. And I truly live by mm. that quote. I think that the way we 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 put off, I mean, when you meet someone and you're looking to accomplish something, it's it's all about our image and so you know being conscious of the decisions that we make with our style it's so critical in the image that we're putting off like what do you want people to think about you when you're in the room when you leave the room what type of impact do you want to make and 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 half of that is truly our exterior appearance mm -hmm. a lot of that's our personality our intelligence and what we bring to the table how we speak but then it's what was she wearing? What was he wearing? And it's not about labels. That's not what I'm saying. But it's about making conscious choices about style and dressing for the proper occasion, right. making sure that you're getting the proper fit for your body type, making sure that you're getting quality fabrics and quality materials and that you're being conscious of it in that way. So that's right. how I am. I'm anal in that capacity. Not that you got to be dripping in Gucci. That's right. not, I don't even want to see that because that person <laughs> actually doesn't, doesn't have style, right. they're just kind of style clout chasing because they really don't know how to incorporate it in a way in their wardrobe. They just feel like they have to just kind of be like, get it right off oh. the mannequin onto their body. Oh man, I've seen yeah. that just look. Like you got the, you have the money to buy that stuff, but you right. just look sloppy. Like yeah. you this isn't well put together at that's all. Like a, that's like the worst, it's actually like a meme. It's like, you know, it's, it's like almost like your worst nightmare is to see someone who can afford mm. the, uh, uh, just a gorgeous wardrobe, but just doesn't have any idea how to put it together. But there's, there's a difference between, you know what I'm saying, image and mm. just dressing. So it's like, you know, getting dressed, you get dressed every day, but is this the image? Is this the persona? Is this what you want as your lasting impression when people walk out of the room with you? And that's where I feel like style an image kind of come together and it is it is truly that important you yeah. know and when you make the decision about you know am I gonna go meet this person wearing this 
it's just funny, even even today, like like I said, I was like, I felt that comfortable, mm. but I can turn it in a second. And right. so I'm Clearly. always ready for whatever. <laughs> and so that's kind of like, that's kind of like the, the way I approach it. Yeah, it was, it was pretty dope because we were in there having a meeting and she was in t-shirt, jeans, like regular t-shirt. She had no makeup on or nothing. She was like, yo, Dave, we cool now, right? <laughs> and then I was like, yo, we got to do this interview. She said, oh, I was like, you got clothes in the car? And she looked at me like I had cussed. She said, do I have clothes in the car? <laughs> like, almost like, yo, what do you mean I do this, right? I mean, she said, I got makeup too. So she came and put it all together. That was so dope. I got a question. Yeah. Have you ever dated somebody that you really like, but they were just swaggerless? Like they just oh, couldn't yeah. dress. For so sure. how do you... Yeah. Is that is that the turn off? Is that it's the actually not the turn off. I actually I, I love it. It, it. Two things have to have to be in place for that to work. <laughs> One, you have to be able to afford another wardrobe. Right. And then two, <laughs> we're going shopping today. You have to be. Um, you have to trust me. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, with your style. Right. And when you have that, and he's like, you know, yeah, like this is just kind of what I do. You know, what I'm saying I, I work in tech, or I, you know, I just, you know, what I'm saying I'm not really into that. Right. And you're open and you're flexible to allowing me to kind of enhance your wardrobe and you're receptive. That's like the best thing because I feel like men, they want to feel confident. You know, they want to feel a certain type of way in their clothes, but they may just not have the proper person in place to kind of put that together. So I don't look at it as a turnoff. Um, I look at it as an opportunity. As a project. Um, yeah, it's definitely a project. And if we can get it quick. Um, <laughs> Yo, yeah, but have you had somebody cool. that was just like, no, I'm not, I'm just coming out the house, so I'm coming out the house. Yeah, right? I mean, you know, you get, you get, you get pushed back, um, but I've, I've not had anyone, and I'm not like a serial dater, but I mean, I haven't had really an instance where, like, it was completely shut down. Mm. But that's just what, like I said, you gotta, it's like, okay, I'll give you, I'll give you a shot. Go, right. go for it. Here's the budget. Have a blast. Like, see mm. if you can bring it back. And if, and if it works, it works. Right. But, you know, you'll have stuff where people don't like the pieces that you select, but that's just where we're, we're kind of fine-tuning the wardrobe and kind of fine-tuning, like, my expectations of your style. Because when you're dating, that synergy and, like, you know, looking like you match and meet the other person right. where they are is so important. So. In anything that I do is so funny, whether it's with my, my sisters or if I'm talking to a client or whatever, the first thing I always ask is, where are you going? That's right. all I care about. When you say, hey, yo, I'm thinking about wearing this, and you're just picking out. I'm like, where are you, where, where are you headed? Because yeah. that makes the difference. No, that that's not. The name of the place. Yeah. Where are that you going? That might be the name. I <laughs> think we got the name. You think so? I think we got the name. All where, right, cool. I'm sorry. Proceed. <laughs> it, it just hit me like, oh, right. that's crazy. Like, where to? That right. is what I always want to know. And so, you know, like if I if I if I tell a guy like we're going to go to, you know, we're going to go have dinner at St. Cecilia. OK, well, I know what that looks like. And so if I'm dressed and I show up for for dinner at St. Cecilia and you're dressed like you're about to go to a Hawks game, that's a problem. So we have to kind of like you got to understand where style comes from and understanding the context and where you're going and how that matches with the items that you pick out. Right. And if you don't own them, then we got to kind of, you know, get them. But last point about that, that's where capsule wardrobing is so important right. because when you capsule wardrobe, you have all the key essential pieces for anything. Mm -hmm. So now it's just like, okay, I, I already have black slacks. I have black dress pants or I mean black dress pants or, you know, a black pair of, um, you know, dress shoes. A, a, a nice crisp shirt, that's the part of the essential. Right. 
but then if I want to throw on like a funky blazer to kind of finish it off, well then that's the trend piece that you would go and purchase. Right. But the capsuling is already done. We shouldn't have to try to figure out from head to toe what are you wearing mm -hmm. because your wardrobe should be built on 50 essential key pieces that every wardrobe should have from season to season. So then if you know you're going there and you want to just add that extra flair, then right. that's what you're shopping for. But you're not shopping from head to toe for the whole outfit because right, right. your sense. wardrobe should already have the capsule pieces that you need to function on a day-to-day -day basis no matter where you're going. Gotcha. Yo, have you ever, like, like really changed somebody? Maybe you was dating somebody and they was, like, they was just wearing whatever, and then you, like, upgraded them and they started feeling themselves? Oh. <laughs> and you're like, come on, bro. Like, where do you get this attitude from? <laughs> you know what? That has happened. That has happened. That has actually happened. Because, you know, clothes, you know, they make you feel a certain type of way, mm. you know, and especially when you, you know, you have the money to shop the way that you want. And it definitely is a confidence booster when you're able to dress in the way that you feel like represents you the best. It is truly a confidence booster. So yeah, if you upgrade someone's wardrobe, it, it's gonna give them like a different flair, a different walk, a different right. swag about them. Um, and so whether they choose to use that for good or bad, <laughs> that part we can't control. But yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's happened, it's happened. It's That's actually right. not happened in it, but it's happened like post the relationship. So it was okay. like, when we broke up and I was like, this nigga, he just went and bought him a whole another wardrobe <laughs> with my style. Like he just went and was like, just replaced everything that I, that I did. And then mm -hmm. had a whole different, um, different approach. Started wearing his jeans and his boots and stuff. I was like, okay, <laughs> I see you. Like you wasn't even doing that, but it's cool. I see you. Um, but yeah, they just oh. adopt your style or the, right. the style advice that you had and then go and implement that, you know, elsewhere. But yes, it has happened. That is so funny. <laughs> funny. All right, so, so, so tell me about my style. Am I, am I doing all right? I'm not real, I'm not real fashionable. And yeah. Normally I wear hoop shorts. Yeah. But uh, what would you change? Should I have ironed? I ironed a shirt, actually. Is this but linen? What is no, the, it's what not is the linen. materials? It's is like, it cotton? You just try to play me. No, just I'm asking. It. It's like regular. I think it's, it's cotton. It's, it's, it's cotton. It has a worn look. Yes, right? I was going for I the one. Like, yeah, so that's the saying. So thing about it is that when you when you kind of do the whole thing, it makes sense. So because you have like distressing in your jeans mm -hmm. and the shirt kind of has this kind of distressed worn feeling. Like right. if you were just having like a fresh, crispy pair of jeans, it would have it wouldn't have been a balanced outfit. Like the, the look needs gotcha. to balance from like top to bottom. So you know, the V-neck tee um, is always a plus. You never go crew neck as a mm. man. It's not acceptable. Oh, really? So it has to be V. Um, in a white t-shirt, white or black. In a, yeah, he has a V-neck okay. on. Yeah, he got, <laughs> he he got it. He's like, oh crap, I don't know. Do I? He's like, I ain't gonna look down. Um, Hold but on, no. but I sell t-shirts. Oh, you're talking about like not a plain. Yeah, no, okay, it's just like gotcha. a regular plain. If it's a part of your outfit. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing like a t-shirt and it has like a graphic on it or whatever, mm. that's a different thing. But if you're using it as a component of your look, as a man, gotcha. this is your shirt, meaning this is the shirt I chose to wear as my exterior look. If you're doing a graphic tee, then like I said, that's that's a different type of experience. But um, when you're wearing it like as your your look, then right. it needs to be the style of shirt that gives off. It is a outside dress shirt, it's an outside t-shirt. And outside right. t-shirts for men would be considered a V-neck t-shirt because that actually adds the element of um, it's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself.
in the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Of a little bit of, of dressiness to it. Gotcha. So the crew neck is just way too casual. 
um, and it's not as flattering um, as it is on, on men as crew necks are on women. So yeah, throw mm. on a, a black V-neck tee, white V-neck tee, cool. You got the distress thing going in the jeans. Actually, the wash offer complements the, um, the shirt because it's pulling out the, those kind of tan tones. I did it on purpose. Yeah. It so no, I mean, like, I it, it, actually, it actually really works. <laughs> like, this is totally, like, the style that, like, I, I, I you know what I'm saying, would, would advise for, like, you know, my, my guy friends or whatever as well. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? It's like, it's a casual day look. Like, you know what I'm saying? You could wear this to a lot of different type of places and completely get away with it. So, our yeah. Aaron. Aaron, you look at you over there. Uh, stand up real quick. Over there, all swaggerless. Look at him. So how? So so you know what? I was doing a um a style rebrand. Not like I'm I'm rebranding one of my clients, and I took one of my homegirls over there to kind of go through a closet. Yeah. And she was like, "Yo, we're throwing off. We're throwing away all these polo shirts." Yeah. And I'm like, "Is that a thing, real quick?" So give me, give me Aaron's style. <laughs> he tried to lick his lips. She's like, "No, yeah. Aaron." Um, Aaron's style is cool. You can cook cool. him, it's okay. No, okay, so Aaron's style is cool. Um, what I would do with Aaron is um Give me some give me some some, some visual. Do you wanna go you wanna go over here? Um the shirt is actually I don't mind polo. Polo is polo is fine. Uh -huh. Um the fit. Um we would have to go a little a little longer um on the shirt for him. Um just a little bit. So with, like, just the, the sizing, I think it's a little too fitted um, for that style of shirt. Um, so I would just go a little bit larger because I feel like the, the polo franchise is, it's supposed to kind of give off this very, like, regal kind of, um, kind of, I don't know, just the brand itself. And so, like, I never wanted to go too, too trendy. So the fit is giving me like a trend, whereas I wanted to kind of give like more of a classic type of fit. Mm -hmm. So I would just go like almost like a, a size like larger, depending on like what's going on. The jeans are cool. Um, I don't mind the jeans, but the wash for the color is a little light. So you would just go a little darker on the wash for your jeans just to kind of pull out that kind of dark, um, the polo symbol and the navy blue. So just like a darker wash, like literally one shade darker on the wash is what I would do. And I mean, you're casual, so the tennis shoe is cool. I love the simple like one watch touch. Like I hate guys who like do too much in that area. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like necklaces and watch and like, you know, ring. It's just like, why are we doing all that? So right. that's, that's a nice clean touch. Okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're like doing it. all right. He's good. You're doing all right. He's good. <laughs> I respect <laughs> it. All right, so one more, uh, Dion. I gotta get you. I got, I, because I, you got the new young yeah. swag with the yeah. with the pants and all that. So give me Dion. Give me Dion. Give me a a Dion overview. Come on over here. Come over this way. <laughs> he put his head in pocket. Yo, I anytime like Dion. your outfit is under yeah. review, right. you get extra cool. <laughs> I really, I really like his outfit. Um, I actually only have one critique. Um, well, I have two, but I'm a, I'm gonna focus on one. Um, I am a stickler, 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 stickler for, um, with men, belts and shoes have to match. They have to, it's not, it's not even, it's not even up for discussion. That's the only thing, um, but I love- Give me the second one, he's okay. He I love the it. cut. Um, We're trying to grow here. Yeah, so 
I also feel like men with um, with dress shoes, and it's something we can do at home ourselves. So you just gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta shine. You gotta shine your own shoes, like at home. Like you ain't gotta go and get it professionally shine or nothing like that. But just have your home, little home kit. And this is almost like every time you wear them, because as a man, you know what I'm saying. You wanna, as, as, as for one, as a as women, that's the first thing that we look at on men is we go from the bottom to the top. So if we're starting automatically at your shoes. I mean, you can keep it in your car, especially if it's something that you 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 know you wear them all the time. So yeah, you just keep your buffer, shine them buffers up in the front a little bit on the side and then you're good to go so keeping your shoes shine especially when you're wearing dress shoes belt um, shoes matching um, but I love the complementary colors um, I think yellow and navy they look so good together so it was definitely a nice um, combination same touch nice clean watch clean cut okay, I like it D, D, you yeah. out here okay all you're right good. all right yo so I want to I want to kind of go into um, this is this is so dope just what you do and I want to go into uh, I don't know. Can we tell? We can't really talk about it, right? What? Not yet. Like what we got working. Oh, I think we should talk about okay, it. Okay, cool. So she's dropping a book. Um, and how, how, how did it come up? How did it come up? Like we got together one day yeah. and she hit me like, yo, we need to link up. And I'm like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. We linked up. Um, how did, how did this whole thing come about? I mean, so we were talking about trying to figure out a way to kind of package up like my knowledge and package up kind of my expertise in a way that we can educate women. Men could use it as well, but educate, you know, our audience on, you know, understanding kind of what to wear where. And we were kind of just talking about like kind of pain points, you know, like things that frustrate me when it comes to just kind of like style. And I think the thing that frustrates me most is people just not knowing what to wear depending on where they're going right. and seeing people in different industry in different atmospheres just not having on the right outfit and it's not to say like I'm trying to be like you know the, the fashion police mm -hmm. but it's truly just helping people kind of navigate and understand okay if I'm going here you know what should I wear if I'm going here what should I wear so we were just kind of like thinking like you know what are some of the pain points that people have and how can we fix a problem right. that's kind of already out there that isn't really kind of being tackled in a concise way by still using your audience, using what they love about you, and kind of bringing that into kind of a fruition to where they can kind of like get something tangible. Right, right, right. So we're not to go too far into the book, but I'm gonna ask you a few questions, okay? And I'm gonna need a few answers. So what would you wear on a second date? A second date, you're not sure how much you like them, but you're willing to give them a second date. What would you wear? All right, so on a second date, if I'm not that sure. And I'm, tell me where we're going. Okay, all right. So, all right, second date, I'm not that sure if I like him. We are probably going to go for, um, for drinks. Mm -hmm. And I say that because um, if I don't really you know be, if I you like be sober. you. <laughs> well, no, it's not that. Um, but if I don't really know that I like you, I need to keep talking to you. Right. So we ha we can't do anything super active because, like, no amusement, nothing nothing too active, no buffer mm -hmm. cards. It has to be something that allows me to be close to you mm -hmm. and intimate. But because I don't know if I really like you, I do kind of want the buffer. Right. And alcohol kind of allows us to be kind of release ourselves a little bit and be a little bit more, you know, comfortable around the other person. So okay. second date, um, I would Happy say, hour, yeah, do something, do something early. Not like, no, yeah, definitely not like dinner hours. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, something around like five, six before the sun sets. And we're just going to go and grab drinks so we can be close, keep mm -hmm. talking, keep the conversation flowing. 
Um, second date, I'm going to definitely wear um, jeans. Huh. You got to wear your best jeans on a second okay. date. So second date, um, you're still trying to figure out the guy. And it may be the same. He may be still trying to figure you out, too. So mm. never never take that for granted, like, that you think you, right. you've already won him. Right. And he's, you're just trying <laughs> to figure out the other side of it. Right. Never, never think that way. So, yeah, if you're still getting to know someone, you want to consistently put your best image forward, for sure. But by the second date, I feel like it's time to, sh to, to pull out, you know, pull out the guns and wear your best jeans. Okay. Um, men, whether they admit it or not, they love women in jeans, um, especially when you find the right ones for your body type um, that accentuate, you know, your curves and like all the right places. But it's it's completely discreet. I mean, you have on a whole pair of jeans, so it's not mm -hmm. like you're showing your body in a dress. It's literally you have on denim. So I would do a pair of jeans. I would do um, a cute pump or an open toe heel, depending on the season. Um, uh, a blouse, I think, is really sexy and appropriate. Like, I wouldn't do a t-shirt. It's too casual. But doing, like, a pretty, like, blouse that buttons up, shows a little cleavage. This is all about, in my opinion, the art of sedu seduction on the second mm -hmm. date. It's about trying to kind of see where 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 his eye goes. What is, does he compliment you on anything? So mm -hmm. what about this look is going to really captivate him. So you're thinking about being sexy while still being super conservative, mm -hmm. while still wearing something that's going to capture his attention that requires a compliment. Right, right. There's a couple things happening on the second date, <laughs> but so, that's where we're going with that. So let's go second date, but you really, really like him. You really like him. Yeah. You know he really likes you. You don't want to move too fast, yeah. but you kind of want to move too fast. Well, see, the second date, um, you, you want to kind of seal the deal if you like him. Not mm -hmm. seal the deal, like, in that capacity. But what you're trying to do is you're trying to make him officially be like, I like this girl. Like, mm -hmm. no, you want to take all the question marks out. Right. So if you like this guy and you're like, okay, I got to wear this, that's going to make him, like, he's not going to be able to think about anybody else come tomorrow. Right, right. That girl, everybody has that one outfit. So that's actually not universal. But if you're trying to kind of like secure the situation, it's going to be most likely your most, um, it's going to be a dress, but it's going to be like your most seductive yet um, sultry kind of dress. So you want to go dark mm -hmm. because you want it to be mysterious. And so he's thinking like, oh my gosh, like, you know, what would happen if I like really started, you know, dating this girl? Like I really like her and mm -hmm. you want to like keep that right. in his m in mindset so if it's second date and you really like him i would actually go an evening date i would go you know i would i would stick with night mm -hmm. um because i think that night is extremely it's sexy it's alluring it's mm -hmm. daring it kind of has all those elements in it and so you want to dress kind of accordingly so you know i'm just thinking about what i wore on a second day when i really liked the guy and it was a, um it was a really it was a it was a fit it was like a fit to flare long like black maxi dress it was scoop neck in the front scoop in the back and it had these ribs in it and then it was belted like at the waist because you always want to like accentuate certain parts of your body mm -hmm. so for me it's typically like my waistline i like to bring my waist in because i have small hips so it kind of helps them look like they protrude mm -hmm. a little bit so it's like knowing your body and like understanding that like this is going to make me look extremely right. sexy right. and so the key points that i would give you is you know go dark mm -hmm. um go fitted show off what you feel is your best asset. So for some women, it's their back. For some women, it's their arms. For some women, it's their legs. So think about what's my 
most sexy asset that I have on my own body and then make sure that, that, that you're pushing that forward because then you're going to feel the most confident. If you love your legs, if your legs are super sexy, you're going to wear a short dress. But if you are more into your back, I mean, just imagine turning around and you have this gorgeous scoop neck dress and he's like, that is so sexy because you think it's sexy. So you're not dressing for him, you're dressing for yourself. Wow. So what do you think is the most sexy thing that you can showcase yourself? Go black, go dark, go fitted and you'll win. So listen, if it's second date and she wears jeans, she's not no. sure about you. If she wears, yeah. if she wears a dress, oh yeah, man, you're in, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's coming directly from me. And, I can, and, I, and that's, that's facts. So I got, I got two more scenarios. One, um, you're, you're uh, a Monday morning, you're kind of fresh to the job. The next scenario is Friday mm -hmm. um, and you're, you know, just ready for the weekend. What is the difference in the outfit and why? So well, first, like, yeah. this like the first day of a corporate job, office, you're making $80,000 a year. Mm -hmm. What do you wear? Um, it's a tricky one because I've, I, I've, I've given women both advice depending on kind of the, the job itself and, mm -hmm. and depending on the, the dominance level that's in there, if it's more male, a more male-dominant environment that they're in mm -hmm. or more female-dominant environment. If this is your first day at a corporate job in a more male-dominant environment, then you want to wear a pantsuit. You want to be right on their level. Don't be looked at like as a sex symbol. You don't want to mm -hmm. showcase too much of your, you know, of your, you want to kind of start to fill out the culture. And so I feel as though if I'm my first week in a male dominated type of job where I know that my boss is a male, my coworkers, and there's only a couple other women, mm -hmm. I'm going to wear pants all week long uh. because I don't know where I'm going to fit into this culture yet. And so I immediately want to be taken as someone of extreme respect. Mm -hmm. And so I feel as though pantsuits kind of, kind of delayer all that other stuff and just allows you to completely push through but you know at the same time we're talking about the modern day working woman so we're talking about extremely super cut suits i mean these are like fit to your body they look gorgeous on you you're going with you know vibrant colors even you know depending on the season so that you're immediately like noticed right. you don't want to blend in so Gone are the days, in my opinion, in, in corporate environments where we're forced into wearing pinstripes, you know, all black suits, gray, right. navy, like, give me a break. Like, I don't feel as though we have to dress that way anymore in the cultures in, in which we're, we're working in. We mm -hmm. can be a little bit more flavorful right. in the way that we dress. So I would just say be a little bit more punchy, but definitely want to go with um, a pantsuit. In a women's dominated environment, then yeah, I think dresses, skirts, um, completely appropriate doing a really cute little um, you know, skirt suit or something like that with a nice little scarf. Because women want to compliment you. And so right. women want to be like, oh my gosh, like, I love that. Like, where'd you get that from? So you know, feeling like you're kind of fitting right in with them is going to be important, I feel like, in a, in a women's dominated environment. Closing out the week and you're, you know, it's Friday and you just want to be a little bit more casual. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, going for you know something like a, a nice tailored um, kind of like either like a linen pant. Uh, we don't really do the khaki thing anymore, but it's kind of just like that kind of you know palazzo type of trouser because it gives you kind of a weekend feel, but you're still at work. Right. So you want to kind of you know put on your you know your nice crisp button down, a nice fitted palazzo trouser that kind of maybe ties or belts at the waist. Mm -hmm. You want to still kind of give off a corporate work vibe, but you want it to be transitional because it's Friday. I mean, who knows? They may want to go grab drinks right, right after work. Right. So you want to make sure your Friday look can transition you immediately 
into after work because you never know what your coworkers want to have planned. Right. So imagine wearing your Monday suit on Friday, like, hey, you want to go down to Taco Mac? Right. And you're like, oh, crap, <laughs> you're not ready. So Friday should right. always think about transitions. You know, where am I, where could I possibly go after this? Yeah. And that's kind of why, I, like I said, I always have clothes in my car, but it's because I'm a transitional thinker when it comes to style. So Friday should just really be about corporate casual but transitional, pieces that you can kind of, you know, de-layer. So mm -hmm. if you had on like a jacket, the shirt that you wear underneath that jacket needs to be appropriate without the jacket. Because if you're going to drinks with your coworkers right after and you have on like a, a, a top that should not be worn, right. but you only could wear it with the jacket, you're gonna look crazy. You're gonna be like, <laughs> right, hey, right. take your jacket off, it's hot. And you have on like a halter or something or another and right. it's all stringing <laughs> up in the back. Like you wanna be conscious of that. But transitional wear is important for Friday. Being able to de-layer is important for Friday as well. Man, this is, this is so valuable because people don't think like that. They just think, oh, I'm gonna go to work. And like, oh, it's Friday. I'm just gonna wear whatever I wear. But, but it's funny because it actually, it's happened to so many like of my friends that I, I can speak it into existence now because they've actually said that like, Girl, do you know like they wanted to go and go 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 to dinner or like whatever? Right. Girl, I had to go home. Like I was like, look, I'll try to meet y'all back, but like I'm right. not I'm not ready for that. And I said, but see, the thing is that like, you should always be ready. You should you should always dress ready for whatever. And that's kind of where you know layering comes in. But yeah, what is the, what could the day hold? Let's think right. about that. Like what could happen today? And Friday could definitely turn into a situation where the right. girls or your coworkers are wanting to transition. And you need to be ready for that. You don't want to have to be the one that has to go home and then come back in a whole new attire. Right, right. Now you look crazy. Right. Because <laughs> like, why did, why? everybody else, yeah, everybody else was able just, to transition yeah. and you had to go home. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a, a deeper level of like thinking how fashion really affects how other people feel yeah. when they see you. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay more attention. So I got, I got one more question uh, in conclusion. I like to end all my interviews with, uh, with, uh, What's the, what's the word called um, uh, when you, predictions. Oh, okay. Predictions. So, Kari, five years from now, I want to be able to look back at this and <laughs> say, oh my gosh, five years ago, she said she was going to do it and she actually did it. So, what do you see in your future? You accomplishing, you know, who are you going to be five years from today? Obviously with my health. Yeah, of course, with your health. <laughs> um, Wow, putting that into words, that's, 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 because I have so many thoughts, but I want to kind of bring it into a concise response. Um, you could throw out a bunch of thoughts. Yeah. So, I want to be a style educator. I, I really want to educate people around style and image mm -hmm. in a capacity where I'm able to use my expertise and be, be, um, almost like seeked out for my expertise. Like people right. call me and say, hey, we have a segment, we need you right. to talk about this. As it relates to, um, you know, style and image. That's mm -hmm. like, cause that, that doesn't die. Fashion, right. it goes in its waves, but you know, image and how we present ourselves and being able to constantly educate people around the importance of perfecting and working on our image. And as things change in our lives, being able to move with that image. So that's one piece. Um, I want to be a style educator. I want to be able to speak on style and image mm -hmm. forever. Like that, that I, could, I could have these, these speaking engagements at 50. Yeah. I just want to be able to constantly be able to um, own this space. Another thing that I want to do is um, I, I truly do want to have a flourishing um, you know, vintage consignment business. Mm -hmm. I think that 
the style of, of vintage is, is such a timeless and classic kind of component to fashion. Mm -hmm. And no matter how many times we change the trends, it all kind of comes back. Right. And so, you know, teaching people how to incorporate older pieces into their wardrobe to kind of help refine it and create like a timeless, and that goes with the education piece, but there's a tangible product associated with that. And you can always come and shop and buy and kind of add pieces to your wardrobe that will be able to last right. you forever. And they don't, and they, and they transcend, they transcend years and time. And it, it's not, it's not even a factor. Right. Um, that's a piece. Um, I want to have a, you know, I want to have a, a brand that allows me to, you know, empower women in some capacity, mm -hmm. whether it's through, um, you know, an organization or something where, you know, it comes from style to personal branding to, you know, just how to, how to get what you want out of this right. thing called life. It doesn't have to be in the entrepreneurial space, but I've always felt like my calling on earth, it wasn't fashion, it was about, it was helping women, but helping women through fashion. Mm. So, you know, this is just my passion, so I can't let it go. Right. So I'm like, okay, if I feel as though I was put here to make your life better, then I have to use what I have in order to do that. And if the, my way of connecting to you is through style and fashion, then that's what I'm gonna use to get my message across. Right. But that's kind of, you know, that's what I want. I wanna educate, I wanna encourage and inspire women forever. And I want them to be able to shop and I want them to be able to add things to their wardrobe that they feel as though are just as timeless as the message that I'm going to be creating right. for years and years and years and years and years. I would never want to have like a pop-up type of boutique style. My message is going to match anything that I do with my brand. And I feel as though when I speak about image, it, it, it transcends time. And we're not talking about like what's going to be hot today. I'm talking right. about like your image forever. Wow. Wow. Well, listen, man, we're watching this. This is five years from yeah. when you're watching it right now, okay? So uh, just remember, when you see her all across the world teaching women's style, remember she said it five yeah. years ago. So thank you so That's much. So um, I've really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm gonna make sure I'm on my game. You know what I'm saying? Making sure my wash matches my color and all that next time. But tell people how they can find you. So um, yeah, so right now you guys can find me on um, Instagram, Facebook, at Layla Style. And you can Twitter as well. I'm just not as active as I should be. Mm. Um, but and then my website right now for my current vintage consignment boutique is um, houseoflayla.com. And that's what I got going on right now. Lot very different experience over the next couple of months. We're gonna have mm. some new URLs dropping, but yeah. um, currently that is that's what's going on. Cool, it's going down. Make sure y'all follow her, okay? If you are suffering from swaggerlessness. <laughs> You need to hit her up, okay? That's like, if, 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 if you really need some coaching, consulting, sometimes you go through your closet and you're just frustrated, okay? Hit her up, okay? She can help you. So, um, thank you so much for thank being our you guest. Thank you for having me. Y'all have a good one. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.